listening to The Knicks Recap, your source for all New York Knicks-related content. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Knicks Recap, your source for all New York Knicks-related content. I'm your host, Troy, and don't forget to hit that notification bell so you stay updated with all of our latest episodes. Today, we have a very special guest joining me from MSG Networks. I have to mention this, Emmy Award winner for Best Sports Anchor in 2021, host of MSG 150 and the New York Knicks telecast, the always amazing Bill Pito. Bill, how you doing today, man? Good. Thank you for having me on. Just so you know, I paid off the Emmy committee for that win, just so everybody's... uh... (laughs) <laughs> and he paid me to say that by the way that's right <laughs> i said i'm only coming on if you give me a, a, the emmy plug <laughs> well of course i have to do it because we love having you on we missed you so glad to have you back on uh when we first had you on the knicks were in preseason now we're making a run to the playoffs i mean it's it's incredible to me to think about this team right now we're 41 and 30 11 games over 500 Nobody expected this team to even have a record like this to close this season. And we have nine games left, right? So, or is it 11 games left, actually? 11. 11 games left, right? I'm I'm thinking, I I said nine, because I hope we win (laughs) the next nine to get to 50. But uh, just putting it out there. But uh, as of right now, what we're seeing is that this Knicks team, they're doing things and winning games that they shouldn't win. And also games that they should be winning, they're beating those teams. Now, that's with Jalen Brunson. Now, he's been out. What have you seen with this team? Because they seem to have come alive a little bit, especially against the Blazers, uh, the bench especially, without Jalen Brunson. What can you say about this team kind of coming back and coming together to get that win without arguably their best player, Jalen Brunson? All right, so to me, uh, uh, Brunson's been phenomenal. We all knew he was good. He's been better than I think any of us expected. He's taken a lot of the pressure off of Randall in terms of the ball handling situation. So Randall didn't have to work as hard for his shots. I think that's been absolutely essential. Randall's had a great year, and I think one of the main reasons is is he's been given the ball in positions where he doesn't have to handle it so much. That, to me, has also uh, been important with Brunson. Now, without him, Emmanuel quickly in 15 games as a starter is averaging almost 20 points a game. And quickly in the third quarter against Portland had 14 points. The Knicks had 42 points outscored Portland in the third quarter, 42-26. And that's how they came back from being 16 downs. Incredible. You're getting great play off the bench from Josh Hart. Deuce McBride is starting to hit the open three, which he wasn't doing before. So he goes for a career high. You have Isaiah Hartenstein playing key minutes, not scoring, but rebounding. Obi Toppin with Josh Hart helping transition in the second unit has really started to play better. So you got 20 from Randall. You got 20 from RJ Barrett against Portland. He had the great play from the bench. It's a fantastic game, fantastic team effort. They're looking good, the Knicks, for fifth overall, and that could set up a first-round matchup against Donovan Mitchell. And, boy, wouldn't that be something. You know, Bill, I've said it before, that story of seeing Donovan versus JB again, but in a different conference, I think it's poetic in itself. It writes itself. I think the matchups make sense. Uh, You know, I've said it before. I've heard you guys say it on MSG as well, too. The four or five matchups kind of where the Knicks want to be. I'd love for them to get the fourth to get home court. But listen, anywhere with four and five right now, because every game counts because every team is kind of racing for that six, five spot right now. So it's anybody's game. But you mentioned it regarding Emmanuel quickly. For me, 
he's running away with six man of the year. I don't, I don't think there's, you can make arguments in cases for Malik Monk, obviously for uh, Michael Brogdon from uh, Boston, but for me, it seems like he's running away with it. What are your thoughts on that? And also, I personally for me, I have a theory that potentially maybe IQ could start, maybe not this season, but next season. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I think you, you have to, if you start him, you'd have to start him in place of Grimes. And I don't know if that works size-wise, although quickly he's been playing phenomenal defense. The one question about him was, can he be a point guard? And he has absolutely answered that question unequivocally. Yes, he can. Because now he's playing point guard. He's playing point guard when he starts in favor of Brunson. He's playing point guard when he comes in when he's not starting. So uh, the move with Derrick Rose out of the rotation, they gave quickly the, the point guard spot when Brunson's not in there. And he's had the point guard spot when Brunson's been hurt. You can look at all of his numbers are really impressive, but the most impressive number of all might be his lack of turnovers. As a starter, he is averaging less than one turnover a game, which is unbelievable. That's amazing. And it speaks to, again, his, you know, his growth as a player from year to year, which, you know, for me, I think he's having the best career, you know, the best year of his career with the Knicks right now and Emmanuel quickly. So I can't wait to see what that develops into. And I can't wait to see IQ in the playoffs. That should be a sight to see. Uh, one of the, I think, additions to the team in Josh Hart, you can make the argument other than KD's mega move to the Suns. He's been the most impactful addition to a team since in, in this trade deadline. I know you had a chance to sit down and talk with him. What did you uh, get with your interview from him? And what can you speak about with regards to his impact? to this team and what they're doing since they've acquired him. So no one knows this, but he's got magnets in his hands and the magnets attract the basketball. I knew it. See, thank you. Uh, Breaking news guys. He played baseball a lot as a youngster. He's a great nephew of Elston Howard, the former great Yankee. He thinks that playing baseball helped him follow the flight of the ball. Uh, when it comes to basketball, whatever it is, he's always in the right spot. And Tom Thibodeau makes a point. He's not just a rebounder. He's a playmaker. He makes the right play at the right time. He's been great on defense in crunch time. And I mentioned before, he helps the second unit get out and run. And that has really been helpful. Hart's great at grabbing the rebound and just taking off himself. Intangibles with him. He fills up the box score, rebounds, assists, points. Yeah, tremendous. I think. Just been yeah. a tremendous ad. Do you think that the bench kind of feeds off his energy? Because you can see it. I feel like Obi and Hart, uh, I Hart anyways, both hearts, but I heart anyways, they all seem to feed off the energy that he brings from the bench and they match it. The bench that seems more cohesive. Are, are you seeing that as well? Yeah. And the, the bench the other night outscored Portland, I think 47, 15 or something like that. It was unbelievable. Oh, unbelievable. You had 18 from McBride. Hart had 16. I think Obi had 11. Yeah. It was just, it was incredible. It was, and when you're doing that uh, with no Brunson, that really helps. Brunson comes back and quickly becomes part of that group. It'll be even more effective potentially. And it's, and you know, again, with quickly because of how he's playing, it's like you're getting a starter basically off the bench because that's kind of the quality of guard he is right now. And that's the type of minutes he's giving you from the bench. So it's a, it's amazing to get that Brunson gets to sit and then you get another starter in a way with IQ coming off the bench, getting to run that second unit. It's amazing to see. And I think IQ's growth has been a major reason to why this Knicks team is, you know, doing as well as it has been. But that kind of goes to the next question. How far does this Knicks team go, given the season that they have? I don't, you know, I, I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know. I, I just think that uh, a first round playoff experience with a competitive series represents a step forward for this team. Uh, that's what I would say. Uh, you know, even if they if they get in there and, and, and are competitive and don't win, it's still a step forward. So they can go over the cap to sign Hart. They can go over the cap to extend quickly past his rookie deal. I think those are pieces I hope that they retain. And then you have a scenario where this nucleus is staying together uh, and developing as opposed to having new players in here every year. You'd have RJ, you'd have Randall. Fournier probably won't be back. Rose won't be back. But, you know, you have the core. Mitch is signed. Hartenstein's got uh, some time left. Hart hopefully, you know, comes to maybe a three or four-year deal, same with quickly. And then you have the core, and that's roster stability, and that could be really important for this team going forward. Absolutely, and I, I agree with you. Again, it's stability. You mentioned that word, and I think it's been a while since Knicks fans really felt that because kind of every other season, it kind of feels like things are a little unstable. They're not as stable or not as – good as we want it to be as Nick fan. So I agree with the stability in regards to that. But then it also brings the question, do you think given the impressive run that they get, uh, they have, and let's say they do really well in a competitive first round series matchup, do you think it's imminent now that they are going to add potentially another piece, another star in the offseason to the team that they are currently developing now? Well, I think it's got to be someone that wants to be traded because I don't. there's no real huge names coming out here in free agency this summer. Right. Uh, one of the things that I think separates this team right now is its chemistry. They play hard every night. There's no such thing as load management. I mean, Julius Randle has played in all 71 games. It's unbelievable. Every night he plays, plays hard. I just think that the chemistry is there, and whatever they add, they got to be careful because this is a group that plays hard every night. They don't always win, but they never get blown out. And I, I think, uh, you know, it's a kind of a cliche to talk about roster chemistry, but uh, this team clearly has roster chemistry. I don't know what else they might do this summer. You never know what what disgruntled star is going to want to want out. But the fact is, as you're talking about, if you have a competitive team, that will make them potentially more attractive for someone to want to go to. And we all know that the guy that puts the Knicks over the top, whenever that day comes, is going to be a hero in New York forever. Absolutely. Whoever can, you know, uh, answer the call and ring that bell. You know, there's been a lot of um, rumors about Houston potentially. I'm not Houston, excuse me, um, the Sixers potentially with uh, Joel Embiid in case it doesn't happen with the Sixers. If, you know, if they potentially get swept in the first round, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but if it does, you know, there has been rumblings that Harden wants to potentially go back to Houston. And where would that leave Joel with, you know, having to experience another, in a way, rebuild going from the Ben Simmons era to now the James Harden era. What do you think about uh, Joel Embiid? You think that's a potential for somebody who potentially could ask out in the offseason given I don't know. What happens this I, season? Who knows? I don't <laughs> You know, guy, fans love to talk about all these hypotheticals. I, I just yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I get you. I get you. It's 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 what fans love to do. They love to kind of hear that chatter, what's going on, and kind of cling to it right away, right? So, well, Embiid's uh, incredible. Uh, and, and if the Knicks end up playing the Sixers, he makes things very difficult, that's for sure. Absolutely. Matchup nightmare for anybody who wants to guard him or go against him because he's basically a seven-foot uh, uh, player playing like a point guard. In regards right. to the movements and the way he plays, it's it's just an amazing, incredible way he uh he moves with the ball. So definitely with that, I wanted to also get your thoughts, Phil, on the Knicks versus uh, Nuggets uh, day game tomorrow at one p.m. Uh, obviously, the best uh, team in the Western Nuggets, Knicks, uh, coming coming off a great win against the Blazers. Not sure about Jalen Brunson's status for that game yet. Uh, what do you think about that game in terms of the keys to winning that game? Well, Denver has lost four out of five. They just beat Detroit. Uh, their coach, uh, Mike Malone, really, really 
critical of what's going on. They've locked up a playoff spot. Maybe they don't have a lot to play for. Uh, you got Jokic in here, who's going to be very difficult to stop. Uh, Jamal Murray has become an excellent player again off the ACL. Michael Porter Jr. is an elite shooter. Uh, it's going to be a big challenge. I'm also, I, I know that people don't always care about this or think about this because players make a ton of money. But the reality is I was uh, fortunate enough to be with the team on the road. So they go Miami, Boston, the two dramatic wins, come home for a day, play Charlotte, and then go West. West, Sacramento, back-to-back L.A., L.A., day off, Portland, get on a plane the next day and fly back across the country for a 1 o'clock start on Saturday. All right, now, <laughs> body clock, who the heck knows how difficult it's going to be for them to get back on New York time and get adjusted. These are things that we don't often pay attention to. A lot of people don't want to talk about because, oh, they're making all this money, whatever, if that's fine, but they're also human beings. I think the one o'clock start here, yeah, they got a couple of days off, but that could be a real challenge and something to watch. So one o'clock start with 1230 uh, being the uh, pregame on MSG. So that's one thing that could be a problem. But I think Denver, obviously one of the top teams in the league, and uh, it's going to be a huge challenge. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, the Knicks are, are definitely going to have to, you know, get their game on focus, obviously, because, uh, you know, with Joker, you never know what he can drop. I mean, you know, his numbers alone are scary enough. And I know it's a team game, so hopefully we can do a little damage in regards to stopping Joker. However, you can stop a Joker-like player and being able to hopefully uh, get them into sets where they make it make difficult shots. So hopefully the Knicks can use that offensive rebounding power that they're so good with this season to kind of steal some second-chance opportunities. But I think that's going to be one of the keys to the games for them. It's been really a key to most of their matchups uh, lately in regards to just getting offensive rebounds and those second-chance opportunities. And Josh Hart's been great with the loose balls. That's been one thing that he has added. Uh, the chaotic uh, defensive scenario where they weren't getting the ball all the time, he's been great at getting that, that's for sure. Yeah, he just seems to – like. I told you, Troy's got magnets in his hands. <laughs> As I was going to say, you told me about it. You gave me the secret already. He just seems to – and it's him and IQ as well. They seem to know where the ball trajectory is going to go and just seems to gravitate there. It's a really amazing to watch, but he also says it's about that hustle that he brings to the game too, and you can see it in this play. I've said it since the, the trade happened. The team just looks different. They're clicking differently when they're all together and healthy, and it's just amazing basketball – you know, personally for me to watch. So I'm, I'm really happy to see that happening with the team. But I do want to get some rapid fire going for you, uh, Bill. Are you ready? Yeah, let's roll. All right. So first one is going. Here we go. Will Jalen Brunson make an all-NBA team? Yeah, I think he's going to be. They have three teams. He's going to be on at least the third team. Absolutely. I agree with that. Should Brunson have been an all-star? Should have been an all-star. Is Mitchell Robinson a top-five center in the East? Up and down with Mitch. Uh, going through a little bit of a rough patch. Hopefully he gets, when he's at his best, definitely. Absolutely. I can definitely agree with that too. Block monster. Will the Knicks hit 50 wins this season? No. Uh. Got to go. Got 11 <laughs> games left. I don't know that they're going nine and two. Yeah, it definitely. They don't have tough. to go nine and two. Right, exactly. Right. But it is a little bit tough to kind of uh, to yeah. get there. Like I said, Miami being there, the Bucks, Denver. So definitely right. a little bit of a tough schedule. Ahead. Cleveland too. We've got a game against Cleveland. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a tough I one. think good seven one. and four is a good bet. Oh, okay. All right. I'll definitely quote you on that. Seven and four. I got you. Uh, will Emmanuel quickly win six men of the year? That's going to be tough. I don't know if he's getting enough buzz with that. Uh, and a lot of his great games have come as a starter. But I would vote him. I'm biased. He's been fantastic. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, will the Knicks make the Eastern Conference Finals? They will not. Uh, my heart's broken, but I kind of already knew that answer. <laughs> All right, Bill. Listen, I don't want to keep you up uh, too much. I know you, uh, you know, you gave us a little bit of time here. I know you're very, very busy with uh, the amount of commercials that you do. I feel like every time I turn on MSG, I see you. And I love the back and forth, by the way with uh, Mike Breen when he talks about you and your commercials on air. I just love the back and forth you guys have. I obviously love your commercials. Are you going to be in another one soon? Are we expecting a new one soon? You got to keep watching to find out. Ooh, okay. I can't wait to find out. It should be a great one. Bill, thank you so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. You're always welcome. Thank you so much for everything that you do, for keeping us uh, engaged and covered. MSG 150, again, is one of my favorite segments. Your inspiration for me and what I do, and I know what a lot of other content creators do. So thank you again so much for the time. My pleasure. Uh, go Knicks. Uh, my pleasure to be with you, and uh, let's do it again sometime. Absolutely. Always on the deck uh, for you and me, Bill. And All right, again, my brother. Peace. I'll see you, man. Have a good okay. one. All right, Nick fans, that's going to do it for us here today. I appreciate you guys rocking and rolling with me and Bill. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow us. Until next time, peace. Listen to new episodes of The Knicks Recap, streaming every Friday.